I very rarely am like, oh, I wish I could get dressed up and like go out to dinner. I'm more <laughs> like, oh, I wish I could stick my cold feet on you tonight when I'm going to bed. <laughs> Welcome to this week's episode of the Imperfect Company Podcast. I'm Arlena. And I'm Mariah. And we have a little bit of a different episode for you this week. So this week we are talking all about long distance relationships because something that Mariah and I have in common is we have both been long distance, or in my case, I am currently long distance with my husband. And something we both believe very strongly in is that people don't just buy from your business, they buy from you. And I'm sure there are others of you listening out there who may have been in a long distance relationship, might be in a long distance relationship, especially with the past year and a half and the pandemic and people who ended up in long distance situations who may have not originally anticipated that. Anyway, we wanted to share a little bit about our experiences, but first, obviously we want to do a little bit of an intro like we always do, but we will warn you, this is a longer episode. So we're going to try and keep this intro short, but you know that we both struggle with keeping things brief. So, um, we'll just see how long this ends up being Mariah. How are you doing? You know, I'm good. I had a crazy June. My, the whole month was crazy with my business and stuff, but I was able to take like a six day vacation and go up north, which is one of my favorite things to do mostly because there is like zero internet access. I have to like drive to like the nearest bar in order to get internet access. And so it's such a nice break for me. And it's usually like the perfect thing to kind of restart like my, my brain really. And like, like get myself back on track because I get really overwhelmed. And so with that, it's really nice. And it's a nice vacation with John and I, where I know we're living together now. And so like, we're together all the time, but it's kind of different to be away from the house and not have to worry about like house projects. Cause that's all we worry about while we're at home. Yeah. And I know you mentioned you had a crazy June, but I don't think you mentioned that you guys went up there for the 4th of July. So it's even better when you get to celebrate like a holiday. Mm -hmm. Although, I mean, the 4th of July, I mean, it is a holiday. Mm -hmm. I know that I'm a huge fan of watching like the fireworks celebrations on TV or whatever. I don't have cable. So normally it's me like watching it afterwards on YouTube or (laughs) um, whatever it is. I actually went to go visit my parents for the 4th of July. So I also took a long weekend and went to go see them. It's really refreshing to be able to be this close to my family. So I'm about four and a half hours from my parents. But when I was living in Kansas, so up until literally two or three months ago, you know, I was a 15 and a half hour drive from my parents. Oh, yikes. So it is so nice to be able to be like, you know what? I'm going to take a long weekend and go see them. Or like when they came to visit me in the month of June. Um, it, so it's just been really, really nice. My parents are older for those of you who don't know. So it also just gives me peace of mind to be able to just like be close to them in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really nice. That's it's it's just nice when you get to like take a break and spend time with your family. Like we go up north with John's aunt and uncle. They're the ones that own the cabin, but we're really close to them. They're like our, we call them like our third parents because they basically, they take care of us. You know, they call us like their kids and it's very cute. We like it. Uh, But this, uh, this time going up north, their next door neighbors. So like uh, jumping around topics, their next door neighbors are a couple that's like, my parents age like in their fifties and they just got a brand new, uh, puppy, a golden retriever. It's like a pure white golden retriever. And she is so cute. Her name is Luna, which actually coincidentally is the name of one of my nieces. Uh, but it's a very popular dog name too. (laughs) So, um, 
but yeah, we got to do that. And I love spending time anytime I could see a dog, but this dog specifically, I get to watch like in a week now. And uh, I'm super excited to just like have a dog around the house and be able to like do stuff and go on walks. And I feel like it's kind of awkward as like a person by myself to go for walks. I feel kind of like an old person. So like having a dog, it'll give me like a nice excuse to be outside and do all that. But it was nice to see them over the fourth because then we could like, you know, I love being surrounded by dogs just all the time. And you all know that I'm also a huge dog fan um, because of my fur baby tracer, <laughs> who is actually not a baby at all. Um, he is a grown man because he is nine. Um <laughs> July is a really exciting month for me, especially because at the end of this month, Adam is going to graduate a course that he's been in for quite some time. And as much as I don't want to stroke his ego, it is kind of a big deal. So I'm really excited. I'm really proud of him. And I can't wait for later this month and to get to see him graduate. And also speaking of the topic of this episode, it means that we are finally going to be closing out this chapter of long distance. So we have been long distance. We moved him to Maryland in February of 2020, like right before the pandemic. And so we have been living apart since then. And I am so excited that the first week of August, fingers crossed, if all goes well, he is going to be in Northern Alabama with me and Tracer in our house. And I just can't wait to be normal because we have done the long distance thing in a lot of different ways. We did long distance when we first started dating. We did long distance for a deployment. We did long distance now. And anyway, and we're going to talk about this more in the episode, obviously, but we are just really, really looking forward to being normal for a while. (laughs) Well, that's very exciting for you guys. I'm really excited and I'm crossing my fingers that this is it. (laughs) hopefully. Um, But that's the perfect segue into today's episode. Um, You'll probably notice that uh, we recorded this episode a little while ago. So this was before John and I lived together. Currently, we are living together. This is before Arlene and Adam got married. So it was a little bit before. But let's just get right into today's episode so you can hear all about our long distance relationships. All right. So today our topic is a little bit different. Usually we're focused all on the business side, but Arlena and I have a very strange thing in common that when we met and we're getting personal. Oh yeah. So when we met, we found out that a big portion of both of our relationships have been spent as a long distance relationship. So we figured we may have some insights that might help if anyone else is going through this, or if you just want to hear, I don't know, the tea on our relationships, whatever. But we thought it'd be fun to just sit down, have a little girl talk and talk about our boyfriends. Yeah. And I think After the COVID-19 pandemic, I'm assuming that a lot of people who maybe hadn't experienced long-distance relationships or weren't anticipating to be in a long-distance relationship kind of had to pivot um, based on their current circumstances and everybody kind of existing in a pandemic and, you know, our favorite term, like unprecedented circumstances. And so I think it is like interesting, especially to talk about long-distance relationships. And a lot of people have very mixed opinions. You talk to people who have been in one and uh, maybe unfortunately it failed And so, you know, they might have like a really negative view, which is totally fair. And I respect that if you've had that experience. I think Mariah and I both have had pretty great experiences with long distance relationships. I mean, they suck, 
but also like we've gotten through it and we have strong, great relationships. Right, right. Yeah. No, let me clarify. They really can suck, but I also think there's like solidarity in knowing that you're not alone in um, how you feel and knowing that like you're justified in certain things that you might feel. So yeah, hopefully this is helpful to some of you. And and like Mariah mentioned, if nothing else, I guess you're just about to um, really get the tea on both of our relationships. Okay. Well, I'll go first. When did you meet Adam? Because I, okay, John and I have been together for almost eight eight years. So I think our relationship is longer yes. than yours. Yeah. Okay. 100%. Yeah. Adam and I met in 2017. Okay. Yeah. We met in 2013 and we've been together for a really long time. Feels like forever uh, and feels like no time at all because I'm with the man I love, you know? Okay. Pause. How did you meet in 2013? <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm going to go through it. So in 2013, we met in a really weird way. So we met on an app called Whisper. Do you remember Whisper? It was like a secret sharing app where it was like everything was anonymous and you'd share secrets with like little weird background images, like fake stock photo background images. I don't know. No, I've never heard of Whisper, but it does remind me of Post Secret, which was kind of similar to that, but it was a website. Yes. I I remember Post Secret and it's very similar, except it's like social media posts and it's like, I don't know. It doesn't show you who posted them, but you can contact the person. I'm going to tell you now that I was a very insecure girl. I've gotten much better. College was wonderful, but I never had a boyfriend throughout high school. So I posted on the app because without having ever having a boyfriend or no like real interest, and I was probably interested in my schoolwork anyways, I posted something like everyone's in a relationship but me and I feel like there's no one out there for me. Like very insecure post, but like I was like, this is an app. It's whatever. And John posted, he's out there looking for you on like the thing. And we started talking. We like moved over to text, like we were talking. And um, yeah, our relationship bloomed from there. But it's just hilarious where we both connected over, you know, not having a boyfriend. And then he said like this super sweet thing. Turns out he was the one looking for me. <laughs> and so it's kind of a fun little tidbit. It's such a weird way and it's hard to explain to people, but it's also kind of like fate. I have questions because I know this, but the listeners probably don't. So I want to clarify. You and John are from relatively the same area. Yes. So was the Whisper app, because I... I don't remember this app at all. I don't, maybe it wasn't a thing in the Southeast, but was that like by geographic area? Is that how you were able to meet? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I was home for spring break. I think it was like in March or something. I was home. And so, yeah, it was by geographical location. So I only saw secrets from people who are like within, you know, 50 miles from me or something. And so we met, we started talking. I was at home during the time, but then I went back to school and we hadn't met yet. Yeah, I should probably explain where I went to school. At this time, I was a freshman in college and everyone knows that it is rough being a freshman in college. It's hard. You have all of those insecurities from when you're in high school, but now you're in college. I was in college at the University of Minnesota, which was about five and a half hours away from home. I came home 
for spring break like I usually do. I came home like three or four times a year and happened to start talking to John. Didn't think anything of it. I went back to school. We kept talking just like any normal online relationship uh, we hadn't met yet. We kept talking through the end of the school year. And it was literally like two or three days after I got home from school in summer break when we met and we went on our first date. So it's just like we were talking for a while, but are like we didn't go on our first date for like two and a half months about two and a half months so we were just talking and like building up our relationship and we didn't know what each other looked like for a long time and we were just talking and it's kind of a unique way of meeting and it kind of solidified our relationship so it's a fun story I also lied to my parents about how we met because they would have never let me go on a first date with him, not knowing who he was or like never having met him before. So I told him that we met at the movies. They didn't know for about three months that we met online. (laughs) So a little bit more about our first date. We went and we had like the messiest pizza of all time. And we still go back to the same restaurant every once in a while. But it was a great first date. We hit it off. We were both really, really nervous because both of us have never had never had a relationship before and hadn't been on a date. So we're each other's first relationships. So it was kind of a weird experience for both of us, but we thought it went really well. I got in his car after it, which maybe was a mistake (laughs) because we didn't really know each other, but like I felt safe and secure and all that. And he was only driving me like down the street to my friend's house, but we hit it off. Uh, I think we went on our second date, like almost right away. We just continued through the summer just dating like normal and we all we knew that at the end of the summer we were gonna have to split and go I would have to go to Minnesota and he would have to stay in Wisconsin but as our relationship grew and you know we got to the big like I love you's and things like that I think we just kind of realized that there's no way that we're not going to stay together and we need to at least try to make it work because we could like see our future together even with that block of three years standing between us yeah and you say block of three years and just so we can like clarify for the listeners that's because you were in the summer between your freshman and sophomore year of college so you were going back to your sophomore year correct? Yes. Yeah. So I had three more years left of school if everything went okay and I didn't have to do more years or whatever. (laughs) But, um, you know, I'm smart. So I got through college in four years. Woo. (laughs) So only three years we had to wait. And that didn't, it's like I came home every summer. So there was little bits of time where I would be home. But yeah, we'll get into that later. All right. That's the beginning of mine and John's relationship. So Arlena, why don't you share a little bit about yours and Adam's relationship? Yeah. So my fiance, Adam, and I met, although depending on when we release this episode, he might be my husband. (laughs) Um, We're getting married at the end of May of 2021. And we were filming this before that. We also met on an app. Adam and I met on Bumble. And Bumble is pretty popular now. So most of you listening probably already know that it is a dating app. And like the two big apps at the time were Tinder and Bumble. And um, at least where I was living at the time, my girlfriends and I used to joke that Bumble was like the classy Tinder because women had to message the men first. So like you could match with a hundred guys on Bumble 
But if you only message three of them, then only those three men can actually message you. And I don't know how the app works anymore, so I'm not sure. But I know at the time it had like a time expiration. So like you had 24 hours, I think, after you matched with a guy to message him or basically they disappear forever. And I thought this was really great as like a young woman, because if you logged into Tinder and you matched with like 100 men, then like you're going to have like 100 messages and like 90% of them are going to be like inappropriate and terrible. And so I don't know. I always like liked the idea that like you are more in control as the woman on Bumble. After we matched, we talked for a bit. And at the time, God, I can't even remember the last time I used Snapchat, but I used to give out my Snapchat instead of giving out my phone number because I don't know, it felt better. Like not that it's that big of like a security risk, I guess, but I don't know. I felt more comfortable like giving out this Snapchat where I could easily like delete or block somebody instead of giving out my phone number. So to be honest with you, like, I can't even remember if I first gave Adam my Snapchat or if we like started texting right away. Um, but he had actually like just moved to the area for work. So for those of you who don't know, uh, Adam is actually in the military. So he had just moved there for a course that was required for his work. And much like you joking about getting in John's car, like I also broke like a bunch of my rules. Like when I first met Adam and like, we kind of like were hitting it off over text again, like, especially back in college, like one of my go-to first date ideas was always like a coffee shop because it's normally quick and much more casual. And then you can do more talking. because you're not like both shoving food in your mouth. Um, and it's cheap and I don't know, it just always felt easy. And it's also like relatively quick. So I could set like time constraints on like, oh, I have to go do this thing after. And then you can like easily get out of situations. And then obviously like you're just meeting somebody there. And when you're just like meeting somebody off the internet, obviously that's like an important safety precaution to take. Uh, but I broke that rule and Adam and I went to dinner on our first date and on the app, you can see like how far someone is from you. And he lived super close to me. So he was like, oh, I'll just pick you up on the way. And against my better judgment, I was like, yeah, sure. Hopefully you don't murder me. Yeah. <laughs> and we went to dinner and obviously hit it off and spent actually like hours there. I remember like finally checking my phone or my watch at the end of our date and realizing like how long we had been there. And I was like, oh my God, like I've been talking for like three hours to this poor man. <laughs> But at this point in my life, I was finishing college. I was in the process of like interviewing and getting into graduate schools and like hoping I was going to get into my dream school, which I did. And then, you know, then I was moving. I did like the whole very cliche, like I'm going to graduate college and travel Europe for the summer before I move and go to graduate school. And so I had a lot going on. And when Adam and I hit it off, I was like, you know, the last thing I need right now <laughs> is a man to distract me from the rest of what is going on in my life that is very important to me. So we went out like one more time before I ghosted him. Don't do that, everybody. <laughs> but then there was like random contact from time to time about like TV shows we had talked about, or I don't know, just like random things, like whether it was like on Snapchat or Instagram or whatever. And so after I got back from Europe, Adam reached out again, I think maybe on Snapchat and was like, hey, like you're back from Europe. Would love to hear about your travels. Like, why don't you let me take you to dinner and we'll talk all about it. And I'm like, I love free dinners and talking. So sure. <laughs> see you there. <laughs> No, that's so cute that he messaged you right after because you know he was thinking about you that entire time and he wanted to see you again and was just waiting for that opportunity. Like, gotta talk to that girl again. Oh my god, I'm gonna make my move. Yeah, it's funny. I know one day we got to bring the men on here to to have a little guest spot mm -hmm. just for the hell of it. But hopefully he he likes how I'm telling the story. Knowing John, it would just be like, 
oh yeah, that's right. I totally forgot about that. That would be the entire thing he'd say is like, oh yeah, you remember a lot more than I do. <laughs> he can, it's like he uh, has a really hard time with like dates and things. And um, so he never remembers our anniversary, which is fine. I really don't care. But I tried to tell him like, it's one of the easiest anniversaries that you can have because it's half Christmas and it's literally half halfway between Christmas. So it's June 25th. I'm like so easy, but he still is just like, "Mm -mm." I always joke about it because I use that occasionally as passcodes, like on my phone and stuff. And um, it's our anniversary. And he's like, "Mm." (laughs) like, I don't know. I can't get in. I am right there with you, John, because I I don't know. I'm hit or miss. Like there are some dates that are really easy for me to remember. And other ones I'm like, wait, wait, let me, let me think about it. Let me think about it. Okay. What was I talking about? Okay. So I had just gotten back from Europe. He wanted to take me to dinner, but then he returned my earlier favor of ghosting and decided to cancel the date. Dang. Now in his defense, he had like gone the previous weekend to visit a friend like in Kentucky. And at the time we were both in Georgia. And so he was like going to be late getting home from the trip or something like that. And like, didn't want to rush it on dinner. So, you know, he had a a semi-valid excuse to to cancel. Although he jokes and is like, well, were you going to cancel on me? So anyway, the next weekend I actually moved to Tennessee. So I went to graduate school in Nashville, Tennessee. So he canceled that date. And the next week I was peacing out. I was gone. Again, I mean, it's hard to explain. Like when you tell the story, it sounds kind of crazy, but I don't know, like all the cliche shit, like love is crazy, whatever. You just know. So, you know, whatever. (laughs) Basically I had been in Tennessee, I think for like a week, maybe two weeks. And he offered to visit for a weekend. And in another moment of questionable judgment, I was like, sure, that sounds like fun. (laughs) So the first weekend of August, 2017, Adam made the five hour drive from Georgia to Nashville to spend the weekend together. We had a really great weekend. Again, we really, really hit it off all over again. He went back to Georgia after that weekend and told two of his friends that he was going to marry me and the rest is history. Oh my gosh. So he came back for a few more weekends and kept visiting. And obviously we both were very much into each other, but he was just about to get ready to move to Kansas. And for like rough geographic estimates, uh, for those of you who may not be super familiar with the U.S. map, Nashville and where he moved in Kansas was roughly like 10 and a half hours. Adam brought up being exclusive, which, well, yeah, I would love to, but like you're moving to Kansas and I'm going to be in Tennessee and like... So I needed time to kind of like process it, like just to think like, okay, we're crazy. Like this is crazy, right? And again, crazy is good sometimes. So that's exactly what we did. We started dating. So a lot like you and John, when we first started seeing each other, we knew like inevitably that there was going to be distance and Adam is in the military. So obviously we would be no strangers to distance regardless of where we both lived. And we just made it work. We traveled a lot, obviously lots of miles on our car, lots of plane tickets that year. And the next year I graduated with my MBA and I took the plunge and I moved to Kansas. So I will pause there at me moving to Kansas and obviously Adam ending kind of our first stint, spoiler alert, of distance and kind of throw it back to you, Mariah, to tell us a little bit about like going through three years of long distance, like what it was like when you decided like that you were going to come back to Wisconsin and you guys were no longer going to have long distance. Yeah. So our experiences are pretty different in that way because it's like being a girlfriend of someone in the army versus, you know, just being at school. It's different because like you and Adam would have periods of time where you were long distance and periods of time where you were together. And it was all kind of 
more random where I knew that we would be long distance for the three years. I would come home for spring break and like the big holidays and then summer break. And so we did have that time together and I could see an end in sight. But at the same time, when you're in a relationship, you're kind of like, I don't want to plan for three years ahead of time because it's like, what if something happens? And I think one of the big things is like everyone, everything that happens in TV, whatever, long distance, you're taught that long distance does not work and like that you have to be together in order to have a good relationship. Actually going through it, it really was easy for us because we loved each other and because we had a strong foundation those even though it was only like three months or something of summer break it was a very strong foundation we definitely fell like completely in love and so we knew that that's just what we wanted to do even though we knew it was going to be difficult and we would have to spend a lot of time driving back and forth at least we had guaranteed time that we knew that we were going to be able to spend with each other and at least like I could lump going and seeing my family with going and seeing John. I'm going to interrupt with a question because you mentioned like you coming home at certain holidays and like breaks that you got to see your family and to see John. But like, how often did John come and visit you? I guess between those, like, did you guys have some sort of set like routine? Like you tried to see each other like every certain amount of time, or did you kind of just like make it work around like each other's like work schedules in school? It was really dependent on what was happening And if there was anything like big happening over in Minnesota, like I was in a sorority, so occasionally we'd have like formals and stuff. But mostly we would try to see each other at least every six weeks, if not more often. And that depends because some of the holidays kind of show up all at the same time. So when those when it wasn't those holidays or when we knew that in a six week period of time, I would not be coming home, then he would come out and visit me for the weekend. So we at least, you know, every four to six weeks were able to see each other and spend time together. Yeah. So it was kind of random, just kind of based on our schedules. And like, we were both busy, like he had stuff going on. He had two different jobs and I obviously had school. I had school, a job, my sorority. I had a lot of stuff going on because of that, because we were busy and we still found time for each other, but we also gained that independence. That's so important. It's like evident in our relationship now that we had that period of time where we gained that independence and trust where we can now stay independent if we need to and if we don't see each other like during the pandemic if we don't see each other for a while we are secure in what our relationship is yeah a hundred percent adam and i were in a very similar situation when you talk about like being busy and i think honestly that is like super helpful when you're in a long distance relationship because in the beginning I was, again, going to a full-time graduate program. I was working part-time during the day and then going to classes at night. And I was involved in a few different things with my graduate school. And Adam had just taken command of a company, which is like a pretty time-consuming and like rigorous kind of time period in your military career as an officer. So, you know, I used to joke with people and be like, well, even if we lived in the same place, like we would only be seeing each other when we went to sleep at night because we both work during the day and then I'm gone all night. So yeah, I do think when you're busy, it really helps. And obviously Adam and I seeing each other was a bit more sporadic because uh, we did have like my school breaks and a couple like weekends here and there where like he would fly just for the weekend. 
but obviously we made it work. And I really love what you said about like it being evident in your relationship now, because obviously being busy helps on like the being independent front, but at the same time, like there's so much trust and figuring out each other's communication styles. And again, like more intentionally making time and not to mention like the cost that goes into a long distance relationship. When you think about like the travel, whether it's like miles on your car or plane tickets or like days off work that you're taking to be able to, you know, go spend a long weekend with somebody like, you know, it, there is a 100%, like a dollar sign associated with being in a long distance relationship. Oh yeah. Well, I was going to school with the exception of my senior year. I was living at my sorority house, which did not allow men. They could be on the first floor, but couldn't sleep, like sleep over or anything. And so every time John came to visit me, we had to rent a hotel room or book a hotel room, which was also fun. Like, you know, being able to have that now that's ruined us. And now we feel like we need a king size bed because of all the places that we stayed with king size beds. You do need a king size bed. That is not, that's not hotel rooms ruining you. I joke all the time that like a secret to a happy relationship is a king size bed. And that is a hill that I am willing to personally die on, <laughs> which is like another analogy for like needing your space. Cause like with the, the king size bed, then you have a significant amount of space where you can have your own little section. And I tell John, I'm like, yeah, then I won't have to touch you at all. And I can move like over the edge of the bed. And we jokes like we cuddle or whatever. But after like 10 minutes of cuddling, we're both like, uh-uh. Like, cannot touch each other. I'm seriously going to burn up from the stupid body heat that men emit. So I need my own space. But that's like a huge analogy for the entire thing that like long distance relationships, they give you that space you need to figure out who you are as a person outside of your relationship. And you need that whether you're in a long distance relationship or not, you need to have that space in order to have a successful relationship where not only, you know, you, you can have your own time, but also you have the trust to not need to be with them 24 seven. Yeah. I'm one of those people who has like constantly cold feet. So that is like Adam and I's bedtime routine. It's like, yeah, you know what? We're going to cuddle for like all of five minutes before we both roll our separate ways. But then I am going to like put my cold feet on your shin and like reach out for like some sort of body warmth on my cold feet. <laughs> and I guess just like fast forward into, I guess, Adam and I's like next stint of distance, obviously being in the army, occasionally you can expect deployments, which we knew was happening when I moved to Kansas because that was a like a big lifestyle choice, right? Like, well, you're going to move across the country, even though this guy has a combat deployment in a couple of months. But from my perspective, like in loving somebody, like if we're going to have a life together in my eyes, like we're going to have a life together. Like what would be the difference? And I think you and I have both actually already said this. Like we both use the term like easy, even though long distance relationships can be hard. But a lot of the decisions that at least in my experience, like with Adam and I, that we made, I always describe them. Maybe easy is not the right word, but like natural, like there is no other option, right? Like you just do what feels right. And it, it doesn't mean it's going to be the easy decision, but like when you love somebody, like you're just going to make whatever decisions you need to. So when I moved to Kansas, like I said, we had a couple of months together and then he left for a nine-month combat deployment to the Middle East. And obviously that is a completely different type of long distance. I think I went into it like, okay, well, we've done distance before. We're doing distance now. Like it's for work. But there definitely is like an emotional difference because in our case, we had a huge time difference. He was in command while he was over there. And so he was also extremely busy. So yeah, I think I can count on one hand, like the number of times we were able to actually like have like a video call, you know, maybe like once every other month or so was kind of like, 
like our routine, but we were able to message, you know, a decent amount where we could like stay in touch. But for me, that was like the biggest difference was not having that same communication. And obviously that's like your person. Like you can't just pick up the phone and call them after a bad day at work. So it adds these additional like layers into long distance. And I think deployments in general are kind of a funny thing. If you have a friend that's a military spouse, or maybe you're a military spouse listening to this, some of the days like really drag on. Like there were weeks where I would look at my countdown and be like, oh my God, we are never going to get there. But then I remember so vividly, like the day he came home and like, you just pick back up where you left off. And it's kind of like this weird, like mind game because you come home and it, it feels like nothing has changed because, you know, I had been getting up and like going to work and like living my life in our house, you know, with, with his shoes next to the door that, you know, I only moved to like sweep and to vacuum because, you know, there was a sense of normalcy about it. And so when he came home, it was like, oh my gosh, you just like pick right back up where you left off. And I think we got very lucky because, um, I do know like there are some people who really struggle with like coming home and, and like the shift of responsibilities and changes. But again, I think with our like previous long distance experience that it really helped us, um, given the fact that we both were already like pretty independent, but also really good at kind of like meshing together. And I'm going to fast forward because just a few months after he got back from deployment, we actually moved him across the United States to Maryland for another course for his career. And I made the decision to stay in Kansas. You know, I had pretty recently gotten my job teaching and I loved it. And, you know, it was only going to be like just over a year. And so we were going to have plenty of time to travel. And because I teach, I'm off during the summer. And so, you know, it was going to work out for us. Obviously COVID was kind of a blessing and a curse. Like there were definitely situations during COVID where we saw each other a lot more than we expected to. And there were other situations where, um, you know, unfortunately, like we weren't able to see each other as often as we probably would have without a global pandemic, much like everybody else has experienced. We've had a taste of both, right? We've had long distance, we've been together and then having to make this decision of like, okay, well, like, what do we want to do? Um, and since it was only for short term, you know, again, like it made sense to both of us and, you know, was never really a question. It was like, ah, like, yeah, sure. Uh, I'll stay in Kansas and then we'll meet back up at the next place at the end. So again, I'm like way deep on a tangent and I don't even know where I'm ranting anymore, but it really is just kind of trying to give you guys as the listener, again, like an eye into the different types of long distance, right? Like there is the long distance, like Mariah, has mentioned with like the end is in sight. And then there is long distance during like a combat deployment, which is entirely different. And then, you know, long distance as a choice because one party has to go somewhere for work and it's only for a year. And so it's better for the other person to stay and and to keep working their job because that's what they want to do. And I think that distance is a little bit different like every time because life circumstances change, you know, just like your relationship naturally changes over time with your life. But I think the most important lesson and one of like the most fun things about being in a long distance relationship is that you you really learn like how to get the most out of the time that you spend together. Absolutely. Yeah, we've talked a little bit, a lot about how we felt separated from our significant other. But like Arlena just said, this time we did get to spend together was one of the reasons that kept our relationships going. And I look back at it now and I'm like, man, John and I have been together for like eight years. That's a really long time. It would have never happened had we not started with a good foundation and built that foundation to be really, really strong by having that trust, gaining our own independence, doing our own thing. But now we're together in the same spot and I can see kind of what we learned in that period of time and how it's really helped with growing our relationship and 
and the relationship that we have today. Like, I am so thankful for that long distance relationship, mostly just because I was at college. And because of our long distance relationship, I was able to get my entire college experience while also building this relationship. You just mentioned that you can kind of see like the fruits of your labor, so to speak, in your relationship. So like, tell us a little bit about like life after a long distance relationship. What are some like specific instances that you can think of that make you thankful? Because I'll give one of myself because Adam and I often joke, not not that we are like judging everybody, obviously, because we try not to, but sometimes you can't help yourself. And sometimes I'll see things or like read something on social media or be listening to a podcast and like hear somebody's story. And I'll be like, oh my God, Adam and I would never, would never do that. Or like, he would never talk to me that way. Like that is, that's freaking crazy. And so, you know, Adam and I will joke like, oh my God, like I'm pretty weird. So like, we can't be that normal. Right. Like, and so we joke, like, are we the, like out of the normal ones? But I think that like, we've mentioned like communication and trust and like security in your relationship. And like, I think that that has like the biggest impact on, on, I don't know, like your overall like relationship health. Like there's a sense of pride, you know, in like being able to look at your relationship and be like, wow, like we have very healthy communication tendencies. So yeah, I just think overall, like the level of trust and like security and independence is, is something that I really, really value about like the love that Adam and I share. And also just the fact that like so many people, myself included, like I say this about my business. I say this about my job. I say this about my friendships, like all the time. I'm like, ugh, like the timing's not right. Like I'm really busy, like this, that, and the other. Like, you know, I feel like I, we all tend to use like time or like being busy as an excuse. And I think that that's like a testament of Adam and I's love for each other is like our timing has never been in our favor. Actually, like if anything, it has continually worked against us. And, you know, we've never really given it a second thought, except for like when I sit down to record a podcast and start thinking about really like how much time we've had to spend apart in the last like couple of years. But I think it just shows that like when you really do love somebody there, there's no other options. And so it's always interesting. Like when I would get comments and I mean, I still do like, oh, I don't know how you do that. It's like, yeah, well, I don't really know either, but I'm, I do it because you know, that's, that's my person. You know, I feel like all relationships, whether it's long distance or not has some sort of obstacles. With a long distance relationship, the biggest obstacle you have is the distance that you have to overcome. But if that's the biggest obstacle that you have in your relationship, then it's going to work out because that obstacle is just one of the many obstacles you'll face in your life. Now that John and I are out of the long distance relationship period, I mean, I'm a really independent person. I joke with John all the time about like, you know, when he, if he says something to me, I'm like, well, I'm an independent woman, so you don't need to do anything. Like I can, I can do it all on my own. <laughs> and that's just our constant joke because we are both so aware of the independence that we've gained and like, and like still having the need to be separate at times. Like I always used to take Sundays, I would say, give me my day. I'm not going to talk to you at all. Sorry, but I need my days and I need my time alone. I mean, that's a balance. We're about to move in together for the first time. I know it's been eight years, so it's really crazy, but we're about to move into a house and we're trying to figure out our dynamic there because we're so used to spending some time apart that now we're going to be in each other's faces 24-7. But I think that our ability to talk through those issues, all the things that stem from being in a long distance relationship is really going to help us when we're in a very short distance relationship. 
You know, Mariah and I have both mentioned like things that we feel like our relationship has gained or like why we feel like the foundation is strong and how being long distance benefited our relationships long term. Or like, you know, me bringing up the comment of somebody being like, I don't know how you do it, but there is some truth to that. You know, I I do think that very specific types of people see success with long distance. And so I think that's the importance of like knowing what you value, right? Like if your love language was like quality time and physical touch and like, that's how you show love. That's how you receive love. Then yeah, it might be really hard for you to feel loved and happy in a long distance relationship. And like, that's important for you to know about yourself. You know, when I've had conversations like this in the past with some of my friends, I always say like, you know, you never know you can do it until you try it. And then you see what happens. And, you know, in, in my case, and I think you would say the same thing, like the best chance I ever took was Adam and I deciding like, yeah, screw it. Let's try out like this whole like Tennessee, Kansas thing and like, see what happens. Like what's the worst that can happen. And obviously we're lucky because we're getting married and, you know, he is the love of my life. Again, like I won't go down like the super cheesy road, but like I am so much more me with him. Like I, I, you know, we have the same like independent jokes, but you know, the person you love and like the person that you should be spending the rest of your life with is somebody that makes you a better you. And, you know, for every person that's going to mean something different, but you know, the way that he loves me and cheers me on and supports me and our friendship and like the random shit that we laugh at and like all of our memories. Like I would never have any of that if we hadn't have been crazy enough just to take this chance. Like again, to be fair, like we were both busy and we were both very independent people already. So, you know, it worked out for like our personality types and our lifestyles, so to speak. And obviously he and I both are at the point where we are like, okay, we are ready for this distance to be over and like be in our house and be settled together in one place under the same roof for a little bit. And that's something we both really look forward to. But at the same time, like we both know because we've experienced it in the past, like when we have lived together, like, you know, maybe we're just lucky. We didn't notice any like struggles to find space for each other or struggling to find independence. To round out this episode, we're going to go through something fun, which is long distance relationship date night ideas, which can also be utilized if you are spending some time apart during COVID or whatever, for any reason. The biggest thing that John and I did was Skype or FaceTime or whatever it was. And I remember I used to always like get dolled up, like put makeup on and do my hair because... It was basically the same thing as a date, just virtual. And we would sit there and talk and, you know, sometimes like eat a meal or whatever and just be able to use that time to get to know each other better. And it was so nice to like see each other's face. So it was fun for me to like get ready for a date because we don't have that many opportunities to do so. Yeah, we are pretty much in the same boat. So we FaceTime like at least once a day, even if it's for 60 seconds, like instead of calling to say goodnight, you know, like we'll FaceTime and just like, how was your day? If there's any like important updates that we haven't already texted about. Um, And just again, to say goodnight. And Adam and I have a dog. Many of you probably know if you follow me on social media about Tracer. And so obviously every night I'm like, wait, 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 say bye to Tracer. Even though he like doesn't pay attention to the phone at all. He like doesn't understand somebody being inside of a phone. But one of the other things we do that we really both enjoy and I think look forward to is we have certain TV shows that we watch when we're together, but we also watch them when we are apart. So um, we don't watch them on FaceTime. We actually just like text about it and we'll be like, 
okay, like I'm going to make dinner. We'll sit down at this time and watch. And then we'll kind of like coordinate like when we're going to hit play. So we're like watching it at the same time. Then we can text about it during. And then obviously afterwards, most of the time, like one of us video calls the other. So we can kind of like FaceTime and talk about the episode or like whatever updates. And that's something that I know, like I really look forward to. And we both joke because there's a couple of shows that we really like that normally come out once a week, but because of COVID, there's been like some breaks in like the seasons and like all of a sudden they'll go like a week or two without an episode. And and it sucks when that happens. Like for us, it's Law and Order SVU. Like that's one of the shows we love to watch together. And so, you know, it's like, ah, like they took like a random two week break. Like we don't get a new episode until, you know, this day, like damn. Um, but then it's so much fun to be able to be like, okay, like when are you ready? And obviously normally like for us, it's on the weekends, um, occasionally at night, but it's just something little that we both can look forward to being able to, again, instead of like waiting and binge watching the shows when we're together, which I guess we used to do when we were seeing each other more often, but I would highly recommend if you're looking for a fun, like long distance date night, I know there are some like Chrome extensions and different like apps you can use, but we are lazy and just coordinate when we're playing via text so we can text each other about it and then call afterwards. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, there's probably a lot of truth in that. Like I hadn't even thought about it that way. So we've kind of given two examples of virtual dates, albeit very simple, right? Nothing earth shattering. But now let's talk about like what our favorite date is to go on when we're back together or like, you know, when you and John were distanced, like what you look forward to doing the most when you were together. And I'll start because Adam and I are so lazy and it is very simple. But like when we see each other, the last thing I want to do, I'm sure COVID has something to do with this. So I'm sure Arlena a few years ago when we were long distance used to get really excited to like be together and to dress up and to go on a date. But now that's like obviously the last thing I want to do. And so I love like when he picks me up from the airport or, you know, I'm driving halfway across the country to go visit him. And like, we can just sit on the couch with our dog and like binge watch TV, probably like go get like a blizzard or a milkshake or like a slushy from Sonic, like whatever. And just like sit on the couch. Maybe we made dinner, like depending on the time of day and just like be lazy and just have one of those days where like we do nothing productive except sit on the couch with our dog and watch TV. And that is always like the best feeling again, because it's, it's just like normal. And it's, I think when you're in a long distance relationship, like you miss those moments the most. Like I very rarely am like, oh, I wish I could get dressed up and like go out to dinner. I'm more <laughs> like, oh, I wish I could stick my cold feet on you tonight when I'm going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, what you just described is like John and I every single night and we are no longer in a long distance relationship, but uh, COVID's just a struggle. Like I mean, it's kind of a good excuse to like not do anything and just sit at home and watch your shows, but it doesn't really matter anyways, because it's just time together and time together is good. For John and I, while we are long distance, especially when he came up to Minnesota and stayed in a hotel or whatever, we usually tried to pack our time. I lived in the Minneapolis area, so we had a lot of like cool things that we could go see. And, you know, we did try to have like one or two activities, maybe go out with my friends or something so John could get to know them a little bit better. But I think for the most part, we just tried to try new things, experience things together, spend time together. And it didn't really even matter what we were doing. We could do just about anything. You know, we would go to like the Mall of America. We would do like 
lots of random things. But the time that I remember the most that I enjoyed the most was just like being able to like cuddle in the hotel and watch some TV or whatever. And I always enjoyed that time so much. And we didn't really have to do anything exciting to get the most out of our time together. But it also helped to really pack the weekend. So then it felt like you were going on like multiple dates, like you're making up for all the dates that you may have missed. Yeah. But in the long run, it was just all about spending that time together and getting to know each other and talking more. And yeah. And because our virtual date ideas kind of suck because we're both just very boring couples, <laughs> we're going to put <laughs> a post on our Instagrams asking for virtual date recommendations. And I hope that we'll be able to get a lot of great comments there. And so if you have something to share, head over to our Instagram or shoot us a message. And I'm sure long distance will come up again in some future episode when Adam and I I ditch it, which is so exciting. Mm -hmm. If you're not already following us on Instagram, you'll be able to find that post and see the other comments to get ideas of your own at Imperfect Company. Okay. That's all we have for you this week. Hope you enjoyed the tea of our relationship. It's not the most interesting <laughs> tea that we could possibly have, but also both of our relationships are great. No brag. Humble brag. Yeah. Humble brag. Humble brag. Anyways, we will be back next week and we'll get back into more of the business stuff, but we hope you enjoyed kind of the little peek into our personal lives. Yeah. We love chit-chatting with you guys. So we will talk to you next week. Bye y'all. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Imperfect Company podcast. If you're not already, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Imperfect Company, or if Facebook is your preference, you can find us at Imperfect Company podcast. If you want to follow along with me, Arlena, you can find me at Bossy Brushstrokes on Instagram, and you can find Mariah at MJ Creative Co. For show notes and additional information about today's episode, visit imperfectcompanypodcast.com forward slash episode five. Our theme song is Clocks by Brasco. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to please follow along, rate, review, and subscribe wherever it is you're listening to podcasts. And we will talk to you guys next Thursday. Thursday.